Welcome to the Davy Tree Expert Company's podcast, Talking Trees. I'm your host, Doug Oster. Each episode showcases one of Davy's certified arborists sharing advice with everyone about caring for your trees and landscapes. We'll talk about everything from introduced pests, seasonal tree care, deer damage, how to make your trees thrive, and much, much more. Tune in every Thursday to learn more because here at the Talking Trees podcast, we know trees are the answer. Well, this week on the Talking Trees podcast, we have a first. Two guests. Yes, two guests for the price of one. Carrie Gray is the principal consultant for urban forestry for the Davy Resource Group, and Omar Leone, urban forester from the city of Miami Beach. And we're going to talk all about urban forests. Carrie, Omar, how are you guys doing? Great. Thanks, Doug. Doing good. Doing good. So let's talk a little bit about why you're both on together. What are you guys working on together? So we actually just completed an urban forestry master plan with the city of Miami Beach. And I know that when most people think about trees in urban forestry, Miami Beach is not something that really comes to mind. But Miami Beach is really progressive in terms of looking at trees and using trees as climate mitigation strategies for them. So, Omar, what does that mean for you? You know, as as Carrie said, we don't think of urban forestry when we think of Miami Beach. Yeah, so you know, I I believe you know urban forestry throughout the nation, you know, is very interesting, and we have a lot of unique urban forests throughout the country. Uh, City of Miami Beach uh, is no exception. You know, we we have a very unique uh, maritime urban forest, uh, very urbanized city. Um, you know, a lot of tourism, a lot of growth, um, and it's uh, it's a challenging place to to manage, you know, to manage this uh, tree canopy and be able to create this resilient, sustainable tree canopy that everyone uh, is trying to achieve. You know, the city itself is, um, as Carrie mentioned, you know, taking many steps uh, to adapt to sea level rise and and, uh, climate change. And, um, you know, our trees are no exception. So we're, we're looking at how to better manage our trees, how to grow our tree canopy in a healthy, sustainable manner and how to expand our urban tree canopy for future generations. So we're looking at innovative ways of um, planting trees, of uh, protecting trees, and introducing new species to the area that would uh, be able to be resilient to future uh, changes that we see uh, in the next you know, 30, 40 years. So Carrie, tell me a little bit about your role in this. I mean, from, from looking at it from the point perspective from being from the north where I'm from, uh, all I think about is palm trees when I think of Miami Beach. And I, I know that's that's not what you want to hear, but I'm just, you know, from living up here, that's all I think about is palm trees from Miami Beach. But there's so much more that can has to be done down there, right? There has to be a diversity of trees, right? Right. Yeah. So we've been working um, and worked with the city of Miami Beach to really kind of help them identify ways that they could use tree canopy um, and help, like Omar said, grow their tree canopy cover so that they can be used as um, a climate mitigation strategy. So as Omar mentioned, Miami Beach is already experiencing effects of climate change, but most of the country is as well, you know, in terms of having, you know, higher temperatures in the summertime, you know, dealing with extreme weather events and things like that. And trees can really be a solution to help us mitigate some of those effects of climate change. 
So we're working with Miami Beach not only to um, identify other areas that they might be able to add canopy trees while still having the iconic palm trees in Miami Beach, really being able to utilize uh, trees as really an asset to the community, but really like integrating more tree canopy within Miami Beach while still obviously having the iconic palm trees that make Miami Beach, Miami Beach. So for that area, and this is go, go, question goes to both of you, what kind of trees can be used down there? So, you know, it, it's, it's interesting because, um, and, and, and Terry's right, you know, you know, the, the, the palms and, and, and you're right, you know, palms are an iconic part of Miami beach. Um, you know, one of the things that we've, that we've discovered with the analysis that were conducted through the urban forestry master plan is the fact that we have, um, you know, almost 57% of our public tree canopy is made up of palms, um, which are all within the same, uh, family, essentially the area C family. Um, you know, when you're when you're when you're trying to follow the 10, 20, 30 percent rule of, you know, sustainable urban forestry management, um, you need to understand that palms also fall into that into that category. And, and to have a properly managed urban tree canopy, you need to have that um, within a within a reasonable number. Um, so, you know, what we're looking at in the plan itself is how to improve tree canopy coverage through the use of shade trees. Uh, I think the, the, the overall arching uh, goal is to have uh, a more benefit, you know, like have a, have a, have a system that's, that's benefiting um, its community more, um, you know, improving uh, stormwater management capacities, improving shade, uh, improving, um, their, their, you know, reducing herb, urban heat and, uh, you know, effects throughout the city. Um, and, you know, over time, uh, we will see those uh, those changes gradually take place and, and, you know, the creation of a more livable community uh, within the city. Omar, if I could just back up a little bit in the formula that you you talked about there, those numbers. Can you break that down for me, please? The the 10, 20, 30 uh, rule mm -hmm. of, of urban forestry. So yeah. essentially, yeah, you know, you, you, you don't, you know, sustainable urban forestry management, you know, states that you you know, to have a sustainable urban tree canopy, you don't want to have more than 10% of a, of a species, uh, you know, 20% of a genus, 30% of a family. Um, you know, once you, you surpass that, and, and I'm pretty sure this is happening in, in some, you know, other parts of the country, you know, with different tree dynamics, but uh, once you, once you pass that, um, you, you tend to get into territory, which makes it more challenging to manage a tree canopy effectively. You know, if you get pest disease, other uncontrolled uh, circumstances, they can have a negative effect on, on your tree canopy. Hey, Doug, I wanted to back up a little bit um, and really, because we didn't really define what an urban forest was. So I think for most people, you know, when they heard, hear the words urban forestry or urban forest, it seems like an oxymoron to them. Like, what are we talking about? And what we talk about is the trees all around us. So those trees that are in our backyards, that are in our parks, that are growing along our streets. For us, that makes up the urban forest in our community. And that's really what Omar and I both work on managing. So we want to really encourage not only communities, but also people who live in communities to really help manage and grow our urban forest so that we have this great urban tree canopy that's going to help us with so many different benefits that trees provide. You know, like we said, shading is a big one, obviously for Miami Beach, that's really big. And for a lot of communities, you know, trees properly placed around homes can reduce our energy costs, which is great. They can like 
Omar mentioned, can help with um, flooding and kind of absorbing some of that stormwater and rainwater that comes. So they really provide so many benefits. So what Omar and I both do, you know, in different kind of ways is really working with communities and helping our communities to better manage um, those and making sure that people understand all the benefits that trees provide and what an important asset they are to our communities. Is there any resistance? Because when I think of like adding trees to the city, that sounds like a positive all the way around for me. How do you make it happen, I guess, is the question. Well, that, that, that's, that's one of the challenges in, 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 in the field of urban forestry is, you know, um, I, I, I always say, you know, everybody loves a tree until, until you get one planted in your front yard or in your, in your right away, you know? Um, so, you know, I, I think a lot of it has to do with, um, education, you know, educating the public, communication with the public, um, you know, explaining to folks that, you know, the benefit of these trees and, and, and the overall arching benefit to the community, um, you know, trees, in essence, you know, it's not, you know, they do have aesthetic uh, value to it. And, um, you know, of course, we look at this at the social and, and economic value of, of, of trees, but, um, you know, trees are part of our city's, uh, you know, vital part of our city's infrastructure system, um, you know, and, and so without them there, you know, we, we, we tend to have a, a you know, get into, into, into a, a, a situation there where, um, you know, some of our great infrastructure systems can be overworked, overwhelmed, um, you know, and, and cause uh, greater issues, you know, so it's, it's important to have this, 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 you know, viable system, uh, healthy and working, you know, simultaneously with the, with other infrastructure systems uh, to help create that livable, you know, community. So let me ask you a little bit about the feel good of of doing a job like this. I guess this goes to both of you. I, I understand there's got to be frustrations with navigating all this, but there has to be a feel good to thinking like, okay, I'm working on something that's going to help our environment. Tell me about how that feels. I mean, I love it. <laughs> I mean, for me, it feels, I mean, it feels great because we know, you know, like that saying of, you know, when's the best time to plant a tree 20 years ago? When's the second best time today? I mean, so Oma and I are working on for the future generations are going to be able to help have the canopy in the urban forest that we're helping to plant today. So, you know, I think it's a great feeling um, to be able to be part of an industry that's really helping to improve our environment and trying to find ways that we, you know, both can engage with the community and engage with residents um, to help them understand the role that they also play within their community. Yeah, I, I, I think it's a very satisfying, um, you know, position to be put in. You know, I, I think, um, you know, throughout my career, um, I've been in different aspects of, of, of this uh, green industry, but it, now that I'm in this uh, role as, as urban forester, um, you know, that long-term planning, uh, communication with the community, with, 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 with uh, you know, in the neighborhood, the, you know, neighborhood residents, uh, um, you know, elected officials. I mean, I, I think it's, it's a great place to be in, um, you know, and, and, you know, working together with different uh, agencies and different departments to create this vision that everyone is trying to achieve, um, you know. So speaking specifically of uh, Miami Beach, how big is this plan? How many trees are we talking about eventually? 
So the plan that we developed was really as a visioning document to kind of help Miami Beach identify ways that they can add more canopy cover. We did the current canopy cover in Miami Beach is 17%. Is that correct, Omar, I believe? That's correct, yeah. Yeah, and then we recommended that they have a goal of reaching 22% canopy cover. Um, Miami Beach, as Omar mentioned, is very built up. Um, so there is not a lot of options in some of those built up environments for tree canopy. But when they do new projects, you know, this plan is really a visioning document to help them really consider trees within all of their efforts that the city does. So when engineering doesn't, you know, builds a new road or they have to do bike lanes or doing some infrastructure projects, that trees are considered as part of that. And they are the another asset that's added um, to those projects. And then also working with the community to help them understand, you know, areas where they might be able to, you know, plant a shade tree in their yard instead of maybe planting a palm tree or some other or taking out a tree entirely. How is 22%? How how does that rank when you're thinking ur urban forest? Is that a great thing or is would it be better to be, I know it'd be better to be higher, but yeah, so how does that fit in? So, so, so it's, it's one of those interesting things, you know, and, 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 and just to kind of roll back on, on, on what um, Kara is mentioning, you know, the uh, couple of things, the, the plan is a guiding document, you know, and, and it's going to help future development throughout the city. However, the, the, the city itself, um, you know, one, one of the, I guess, outcomes of, of, of the plan itself is that we actually have a project right now, a general obligation bond project, um, where we are, um, you know, currently planting 5,000 trees citywide. Um, so when, when, you, when you look at the size of Miami Beach, it's not a large, you know, as far as, you know, footprint goes. It's not a large city. Um, so, you know, this this project over time, you know, over the next, uh, you know, six to seven years, we'll, we'll be planting uh, 5,000 trees within the city, uh, parks, right-of-ways, and green spaces. Um, but in, in addition to that, you know, we have to understand that the urban forest, really 20% of the urban forest is on public property. The other 80% is on, on private property. So, you know, we, we have to look at how to how to uh, guide development on private property, how to preserve and protect trees on private property and, um, you know, find, you know, discovering or, or, or initiating new initiatives that help improve, you know, planting of trees on, on private property as well. You know, without that multi-tiered collaborative effort, um, we will not be able to reach that 22% uh, effectively, you know, I mean, it, it, it takes a lot of work. It's not just, um, you know, one, one agency or one role, it's, it's, it's a multi-tiered collaborative effort. Um, but, you know, and, and I'm pretty sure a lot of folks on, on the, the, the listening to the podcast itself, you know, the, you know, 17% is not that high of a number. I'm not, you know, and, and that's one of the things that we're looking at, you know, is, you know, not just the percent canopy coverage, but what, how to maximize the benefit of what you have, you know? So, um, if you have limited space to plant trees to begin with, um, then there should be more effort in uh, creating foundational, you know, uh, uh, infrastructure to help improve tree canopy growth and tree canopy health over time so that, you know, you, you, you maximize uh, the area that you have to be able to, to uh, uh, essentially sustain, you know, a, a, more, a more suitable tree for, for, that, for that location. What kind of advice would you guys give in general to just a regular homeowner, what they can do to help in urban forestry? 
Oh, I have so much advice. (laughs) (laughs) So obviously, you know, planting trees in your yard, but also not only planting, but caring for those trees, especially when they're young, is really important. So obviously watering newly planted trees for the first couple of years, you know, a couple of years after they're in the ground, start pruning them. So the younger you start pruning the trees, the less work you'll have to do in pruning those trees later in their life. Yes. Yeah, so as trees get older, then you can have a so our International Society of Arboriculture Certified Arborists come out and evaluate your trees and identify any needs and care that those trees might need as they get larger. Um, In terms of the um, trees in your community, so helping to support um, the programs that are happening in your community. So, you know, understanding that uh, urban forestry programs like Omar's in Miami Beach need resources in order to better care for, manage, and plant trees. So helping to support those programs within your communities. You know, there's volunteer programs where you can learn um, and participate in activities within your community around tree planting and tree care. So getting involved in those, there's just a a variety of things that community members can do and residents can do around their trees. Omar, why is this job right for you? Sounds like a, like a job interview question there, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Where do you see yourself in five years? Yes. (laughs) You know, no, I, you know, I, I feel that, um, it's interesting, you know. That's that's a good question. And and in my experience in this industry, um, one of the things that 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 I think I've I've kind of discovered among, amongst myself is that um, I love to talk and I love to talk to the community and I love to be part of the community and I, and I do have a lot of respect and a lot of passion for uh, you know the, the cities I, the city I work for and uh, and where I live, um, you know. And and so I think one of the most difficult aspects of urban forestry for most folks that get into this industry is that um you know th- there's that disconnect with 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 wanting to 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 engage the community because no most people that get into this industry um you know they don't they 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 don't they're not real social uh folks you know they don't want to they don't want to socialize with folks they want to go into the forest you know want to go into the, the woods and which I love to do you know I mean I love to do this all the time but um you know, so I, I think that, you know, one of the things that, that that makes me the right person for this type of work is that I love to engage the community. I love to um, reach out to folks, you know, and, 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 and get their thoughts. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm an open book, you know, I'm an open mind. I, I, I love hearing these ideas um, that, that folks bring into the, the, the in, into our realm all the time. And, you know, and sometimes the best ideas I've ever come across come from from the the folks that you least expected, I mean, they 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 really do look at things in different ways, and that that's that's a very interesting part of this uh, of, of this role. Um, so you know, yeah, you're hired. Thank you, <laughs> Carrie. How did you find your way to trees? So interestingly enough, I worked at a nursery and garden center when I was in high school, and from there. I just loved trees and I loved being outside. And um, urban forestry is a great for me, married the things I like. So I love working with people and I love hearing what they have to say and I love trees. So it was a great thing for me to marry those two things. It's, you know, because traditional forestry, you know, being in the woods by myself wasn't necessarily something that I needed. I like the social aspects. So urban forestry was perfect for me. Well, Carrie and Omar, you are both inspiring, that's for sure. And the work you're doing is absolutely wonderful. I'm going to leave it right there. I want to thank you very much for your time and what you're doing to help the planet. Thanks so much, Doug. Appreciate the opportunity. 
yeah, I really do appreciate the time uh, given to to talk to you guys, you know, and I hope to uh, come on board one day again and uh, and talk some more, you know. I'm always open to talking trees. <laughs> Tune in every Thursday to the Talking Trees podcast from the Davy Tree Expert Company. I'm your host, Doug Oster. Next week, we're talking all about native trees, including one that might surprise you called a pawpaw. The fruit is often described as a cross between a mango and a banana, and I love them served the same way George Washington ate his. Tune in and find out all about it. And as always, we like to remind you on the Talking Trees podcast, trees are the answer. <laughs>